So in the previous sessions, we have learned about the why Sufism was started to emerge, okay? And as well as we have also learned about that uh, what are the practice of the Sufism also. And within the Sufism also, they started to develop different branches. So during the late 12th centuries, the Chisti branches was started to explore into the India, okay? And uh, they started to spread uh, very widely later on. So before the Chisti Sufism, already the Bhakti Moon was started uh, into the southern part of the India. So we have learned about the, how the Bhaktis, they used to practice their religions by singing a songs, okay? By just praying the different kind of the poems. So these kind of the practices was already spread into the many of the regions, okay? And when this Chisti Sufism, uh, they just came to the India, they started to adopting the, all the local practices. And this is why these Chesti Sufism they used to have a lot of the followers as well as they spread very widely throughout the Indian region. And when these Chesti Sufism they just came to the India, they started to building a different Kankas. So what is the Kankas we have learned in the previous sessions? It's a similar like a mosque. But however, into that Kankas, okay, all the social activity was done. And these Kankas are also home of the Sheikh, the teacher of the Sufisms. And among from the, these uh, different kankas, one of the greatest kanka is uh, Sheikh Nizamuddin's kanka, which was located on the uh, nearby river Yamuna. And this kanka have uh, several rooms, and as well as a big hall. And uh, there, all the family of the Sheikh Nizamuddin's, uh, they used to also live there. Okay, and they used to have uh, many rooms also, where the people used to come there and meet him and as well as they used to stay there also. And not only the visitor used to stay there, but uh, during the Mongol invasions, many of the peoples have also seek the refugees into that Kanka. And Kanka is not only for the giving a room for the visitors and as well as uh, giving us some accommodations for the refugees. It is also for the different kind of the social activities was practices, okay? Such as the, they used to have open langar, Okay, open kitchens where they used to serve a food to the all different uh, kind of the peoples. Okay, uh, so into that langars, the all different kind of the people used to come there to have that food. Okay, that doesn't discriminate on the basis of the whether they used to belong from the kings or the whether they used to belong from the beggar. Okay, they allow all the people to just have that food. And many of the poet also, they just went into the Kanka and experienced all their lifestyles, such as the Amir Khushraus, the court historian uh, Ziauddin Parani. Okay, and they started to uh, write down the, all the experience, whatever they have observed it. Okay, such as they have mentioned regarding that the, uh, whenever the visitors, okay, they just uh, came into that Kanka. Uh, the employers they used to just offer the water to the visitors and if someone they wanted to become a novice of these sufisms then they used to just shave their heads and uh, they also uh, used to teach the, all the yogic exercise so these are the different facilities they are provided by the uh, the employers to the all the visitors and sheikh nizamuddin he also appointed uh, several uh, successors to just continue his teachings. So this is how uh, the Sheikh Nizamuddin's his uh, reputations was started to spread throughout the uh, Indian regions. Okay, so this is all about the life in the Ganga of the Chisti. Okay, so we'll be discussing another subtopic called a uh, Chisti devotionalisms. That is a uh, Ziyarat and the Kawali. So Ziyarat is a uh, basically it's a pilgrimage, and the Kawali is a uh, uh, the 
poem okay or the song that they used to just sing uh, during the pilgrimage so the sufi worshipers they used to visit into the different tomb for the pilgrimage purpose okay so during those period the chashti sufism was spread very widely that uh, even the non muslim also they used to go for this tomb for the pilgrimage so they used to have a many dargahs but among from these dargah the one of the greatest and the one of the most popular dargah is known as the khwaja minimuddin's dargah okay and he is also known as the garib nawaz minimuddin's uh, so why it becomes a so popular dargah because the sheikh of this dargah he was a very pity towards the people so that's the reasons it becomes a so popular and as well as his successor also they are very uh, loyal towards the peoples so that's the reasons it becomes a very popular even the uh, the greatest kings or the greatest emperors they used to just uh, visit into this uh, dargah such as the mohammed bin tughlaq he also visited there and akbar also he visited there very frequently to fulfillment of the all the vows and for the blessing to have a son also and another factors why this khwaja minimum dargah is a very popular because it has been located into the main trade route between the delhi and the gujarat so whenever these uh, worshipers they visit into this ziyarat the pilgrimage they used to sing some music and dance and this is known as the qawalis okay so these worshipers they used to uh, recite this qawalis to evoke the divine and they also believe that the Uh, by reciting these uh, qawalis they could able to connect with the god and not only the qawalis uh, during the ziyarat during the pilgrimage they also recite the zikrs the divine names again and again to connect with the god so to write down the all this uh, qawali and the uh, zikrs they use a local language okay and uh, in the next session we'll be learning about the language and the communications which language okay sufism they are used and uh, we'll be also learning about the the uh, relationship of the sufi and the state Thank you.